every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. <laughs> You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Cut, Cut, Peter Street, <laughs> this is a part of the fun, and introducing Aaron Hubbard, Geek Dog. We want to off the cuff, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah I think we're going to start with uh, a little background of uh, Aaron and I. Uh, as far as it relates to Penny Arcade and PAX. So I'll just start with my background. I, uh, I've read some of their strips um, that I've been sent by my friends and stuff, and I think they're funny, um, and it's totally my kind of humor, and it's kind of right up my alley, but I've just never got into reading them. I don't read a lot of online uh, comics to begin with, so that's probably why I'm not a big fan. I can uh, identify with your Jim. Really? Yeah, in the sense that, like, I, I still have a Penny Arcade collection comic book uh-huh. in my house that I never really read or look at. Uh-huh. And I looked at it once, and it was like a sketch of these guys playing Fantasy Star Online, and I, I identified with that, and I was like, wow, it's like one of my favorite Dreamcast games, and this is kind of humorous, but yeah, isn't it really, like grabbed a hold of my nuts and pulled me in. I don't know if it's the format or what, I just can't get into online comics. But it, well, Yeah, it's like, I, that's not a big deal for me, is online comics, but it's still like the stuff, it's all about the things I enjoy and the yeah. interest that I have. So you'd think we would all be into it, like, heavily, but no. Yeah. I don't well, know the thing the, is, is like, Jim, Jim is not into it to an extent that almost pisses me off. Because, <laughs> like, I'll be at the convention, and he has literally nothing to do, nothing to plan. I'm like, dude, why don't you come to the strip drawing? It's amazing. It's technically impressive. The guys are funny as hell. And he's like, uh, no, nah, they don't go sleep on the beanbags. And I'm like... And see, like, that's the thing. Like, last year, we went to Seattle Prime, um, and we see... Which which one of the guys... I, see, I don't even know their names. Which guy? Jerry, who, who is Tycho. Okay, we, we I, just, I just, like, oh, just yeah. bumped into him on the floor and, like, lost my shit. I'm like, oh, my God, it's... That's, it's Tycho. It's Jerry. And like, okay, who is that? And so Aaron goes up and talks to him and gets a picture with him. And then I go up and I stand next to him. And Aaron's about to take my picture with him. And I just put my hands up like and shrug. Like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and it's kind of an epic picture. Yeah, the picture is very funny because you've got this like, nerd, nerd culture icon. And, <laughs> and he kind of looks like he's engaging the camera, like he's taking a picture. With Jim, and uh, Jim is just like, who the fuck is this guy? It is yeah. very funny, but I'm like, God, I cannot believe. And he was very cool. I mean, I actually made him chuckle. That was the day after his daughter was born. And I said something about welcome to level two of parenthood. And he, uh-huh. he like laughed. I'm like, wow. He's made me spit coffee and coke out at my computer screen so many times, and I made him chuckle. That was like one millionth payback or something. Aaron might be the biggest fanboy of us all. Oh, um, Penny Arcade. It's not. I mean, I've I've loved Penny Arcade since they were on Looney Boys site. So it's like I've been in almost at the ground floor, not quite. Like probably right before they left Looney Boys when I got into them. So it's like I've been through 
Club PA member, and the other guy we were with, Kynes, was also the same as me. In fact, he he was in maybe even more ground floor than I was because I think he joined the Penny Arcade Club before I did. And you know, I love all things Gabe and Tycho. I read all any interviews they give. Um, <laughs> like I read all their side projects. I listen to all their podcasts. I li- watch PA TV. Um, I yeah, insanely devoted. Basically, I'm insanely motivated, and I think everything they do is gr- is, is great. And all their panels. I see at PAX because they're just very entertaining guys, funny guys that that the, I like the 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 hear just interact. So all right then, well, be the good one to start off with uh, Penny Arcade panel number one. Looks like it happened on Friday right after the keynote. Were you able to make that? <laughs> and, well, yeah, see, and this it... is interesting because like I kind of <laughs> have a tradition of never going to any of the PA panels at Penny Arcade Expo, um, and so like the keynote. <laughs> ran right up to the PA panel number one. And, like, as I'm walking out of keynote, like, desperately trying to escape the keynote room mm. before they come on stage, I, I got wow. too late. I couldn't get he, out of the room fast He enough. was, like, fleeing the scene of a disaster. Like, oh, my God, my, my Penny Arcade virginity is going to be taken. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> so you yeah, got raped. Yeah, I didn't see a, a lick of the ones at PAX uh, Prime last year. You got tricked. So Will 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 Wheaton Will Wheaton lured him in. Yeah, bastard. Did, it, uh, did he introduce the Penny Arcade folks? Or no. Was it here's a different... here's how it went down. It was so funny because oh. they play they play bump music in between all the different segments in the main theater. So they play like really cool mashups and different stuff. Well, like as soon as Will took got off stage and the lights kind of went down, they blared um, "Every Day We Hustlin." By Rick Ross, I mean, just like it Never was heard the, the, the the bass was oh yeah yeah you have it it's like every day I'm hustling every day I'm hustling every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling <laughs> and you hear and this okay. this this bass right. is just shaking your lungs man and almost like I was annoyed like who the fuck is the sound engineer because I was on the front row who the fuck is the sound engineer and why is he assault raping my ears the way he is. And then you start hearing this, like, again, really insane, over-the-top rap lyrics, like Rick Ross is sitting there talking about, you know, who the fuck you think you're fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. And all of a sudden, the curtain comes up, and Gabe and Tycho come up with, like, their arms outstretched. And this is, like, their intro music, this over-the-top, um, super-aggressive, <laughs> obscene rap song. And they're these two whitest of white guys, you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, after it keeps going on, and everybody's losing their shit and giving a standing ovation. And, like, Jerry, who's Tycho, kind of like makes a cutting motion with his neck and his, his hand, and the sound goes down. He goes, Okay, so what we want you to take away from that is that we're hustling. All the time, we're <laughs> hustling. And, like, it, it, but he said it, and, like, he's got this really precise, intellectual white guy speak. And he said it like that, so it even made the contrast that much funnier. And then it was hilarious from that point forward. See, and it was actually kind of funny. Like, as I'm walking out, I'm thinking, oh, all these guys are kind of funny. Maybe I should stick around, but no, I had to leave. <laughs> you went ahead and left? I went ahead and left. You left anyway? Yeah. I was already wow. halfway out the door. Yeah. So, but, but, but it got that's, cooler. That's, I respect you for that. I mean, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank I know you. some of our listeners out there don't, but clearly sure. probably appalled. But oh, it's like I'm so. Right with you, listener. I, he's like even. I said, in- it almost pisses me off every year he does this. 
I mean, it's almost outrageous to me. Like, I'm, I'm almost like the guy in the. In the you're not a here. fan. You're not a fan, there, Peter. I'm not but a if huge I said, fan. "Look, this is awesome. You should come and just try it." You would probably try it. I would totally try it. You wouldn't yeah, still call me and say, "Nah, I'm gonna go lay in the bean bags and sleep." No, it's not tradition. at all. And especially. Tradition. Well, <laughs> tradition, my balls, man. I mean, at the same time. Maybe you should be a Catholic if you like tradition. Um, <laughs> Jew tradition. <laughs> well, they, I, they've I, got I, it. They've got this, this actually segues to the next awesome thing that happened at PAX. Because okay. as soon as you get in there, they select the Omega Knots, which the Omega Knot, is, the Omegathon, is this grueling single elimination four round tournament. What is it called again? It's called the Omegathon. An Omega Knot? Oh, Omegathon and the participants are Omega Knots. And what it works is, is like they, they play this variety of different games from all different parts of gaming culture each step of the way. And they're all kind of like, especially the last round is completely top secret. So, like one year yeah. it was Jenga. So, you're playing all these video <laughs> games and then you're playing Jenga on the main See, that's stage. That's fucking brutal. You're on the main stage in front of like 10,000 people yeah, playing screaming their head off. Each move, yeah. they're going, oh, you know. And you're so it's like a competition. Like Europe or something, yeah, are you? it's a competition. And you're playing for, like, a, a, a prize worth, like, $4,500. Yeah. And, like and, and Omega Knots are kind of like minor celebrities. They get to cut in all the lines, you know. Yeah, that's get, a cool thing I didn't know about the Omega Knots. You get a pass that lets you cut into the front of any line in the convention. So which so, one do you want? You're sitting up there with like Will Wheaton, Gabe, and Tycho at all the concerts. You get to go uh, bypass any long lines, and uh, that's, and that's like actually it. really valuable because like if you if you know anything about packs, <laughs> you know that the lines like start an hour early for these shows like, for the main well for, for the main event stuff. Yeah, actually at PAX East, a lot of the shows were like that. Like there were several things I wanted to go see, but I got there like half an hour early, and it was already booked up. And I'm going to give the listeners a little tip for the main stage stuff in a bit. But I don't want to lose sight of the focus of our friend Kynes, who is sitting right next to me and is a big Penny Arcade fan. We're like, wouldn't it be funny if one of us is selected? And as we're scanning the list of people, I'll be fucked if Kynes' name wasn't on the list. And we both saw it at the same time, and we both kind of like, <gasps> and then we like completely, like, as Gabe and Tycho said, when your name gets shown on, if, you, if, if you're if you on it, we want you to completely lose your shit. So we, we got up and did this elaborate chest bumping. <laughs> and, but what's funny is, as the, the enforcers, which that's what the volunteer, like, <laughs> the volunteer, like, security and just, like, usher people are called enforcers. And they have big block letter enforcer tags on their back, and they like came and snatched up kinds, like you know, <laughs> like right an at the style. yeah, really. It's like they they put a black bag over his head, frog marks and other sixty four uh, Omega Knox <laughs> to an undisclosed location, and then That's tortured awesome. and indoctrinated them for over an hour to prepare them for the ordeal. Uh, no, actually, they just took him to a holding pin and said, "Wait here while we get the um, Mario Double Dash Arena set up," <laughs> which was a level. Tortured and indoctrinated. Oh yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, so we that was so cool that one of us was selected to be an Omega Knot, and for Kinds especially, it was a really cool experience. So oh fuck yeah! Now who is that exactly? You work with that person? Or? No, Kinds is a guy that I've known. I met him originally in the Star Wars vs. Star Trek discussion board. When he was still in high school and I had just gotten married. So there's like a maybe a five year gap between us, maybe six. 
but we've been yeah. friends online. I mean, like really, like he's probably one of my better online friends. Um, hmm. I've never met the guy. I, I've known him twelve years. I've never met the guy. I know what he. Wow. I mean, we know what each other looks like, uh, but I've never heard his voice. Um, and we met up um, at PAX, and he was really cool. I f- knew he was going to be cool, but I yeah, was surprised at how cool he actually was. And he got us like into all kinds of trouble. For example, night one, there's this <laughs> oh, tradition at, at, at yeah, there's a tradition at PAX of this thing called the Pokey Crawl, which is a bar crawl at all the local. T- um, you, you join teams like there's a team blue, team yellow, team red, team green, of of people that are cosplaying as Pokemon. And you go okay. there and you do different challenges. Like you're supposed to grab, like it's red versus green. A red guy grabs a green guy, and you're supposed to drink a particular drink together. And then you get a card. <laughs> you get a, you get a scorecard for that. And you go from bar to bar to bar doing all these challenges. It's just a big excuse to mixer. But we, yeah. like like someone announced halfway through the Poke Crawl, we basically broke all the bars in Boston. We yeah, had, that was the thing. Like we'd go um, into a bar, and I don't know if it was because we were huge nerds or whatever, but like. Some of the bouncers wouldn't let us in. Like they would let preferred customers in, like people who look like they were normal. Right. They were they were hating on because and we we were raping the places. I so mean, you were dressed hundreds like of us. I was. We weren't, but we most were, of no. all the other people were. You know, had some sort of pokey garb on, and we just <laughs> raped the places, man. I mean, uh, hundreds, hundreds point, of us. Yeah, at one place they were actually they got up on stage and it, they were doing karaoke of the Pokemon <laughs> theme song. Yeah, they took like over. They rushed, they rushed the karaoke stage and forty of them did an acapella rendition of the Pokemon theme song. I'm and sure there's, there's a person a that was, the person was organizing the karaoke event. You know, like the MC was like, "Yeah, that shit just happened to people." <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't believe it. It's the best. And there was like a guy dressed up as the animal monster from the Muppets singing guy. "Can't Get No Satisfaction." Um, so I mean, this was in the evening time of Friday. It, right? it was the day. It was the day before PAX. It was PAX yeah, Eve Thursday. On Thursday. Oh, okay, so you do this the day before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the actual conference doesn't start till two two p.m. on Friday, so, so you've, you've got, got a little time to recover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, you probably have to arrive pretty pretty early to get a good spot in the keynote. You do, yeah. Especially uh, like this time around, the queue room was a lot smaller, and there were tons of people packed into it. So we got there, what, like noon, maybe? Yeah, about noon. Slightly so about more. two hours early, and the line was yeah. probably already half full. Yeah, we like didn't to... even get the two thousand person bracelets for uh, the concerts that night, which we did at Pax Prime. Yeah. What was the concert that evening? Oh my! Uh, concert on Friday. Proto Man, which I had never oh, heard of the Proto Man. Um, yeah. Somehow I had never heard of them, but yeah. I and I only caught like the end of their show because we just wanted to see. Like I wanted to see Automata Gucci. Cause yeah, I, I was like, in fact, I was going to skip Proto Man because I'm a Proto Man. What the fuck is that? Yeah, and I got this more I got of it than in there, And it's like this fucking epic prog rock, like rock opera style stuff and it is so freaking cool it's like Mega Man based I guess they're it is entirely it's, it's, it's a rock opera based on Mega Man yeah really that sounds the, awesome the lead singer's wearing some homemade fucking Judge Dredd looking <laughs> helmet with yeah. a cannon on his arm and and like they're getting the team they're getting the crowd to chant um 
We are your hope. We have control. We keep you safe. And they're like pumping their fists, and it looks yeah. like some kind of fucking thing out of Triumph of the Will. And this guy is just conducting this thing, and there's people with masks. A guy with like a chrome Destro mask on. It's like, like robots, and they're, they're like battling. And then like when Proto Man gets killed, and his helmet gets, and 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 then he gets upgraded to the Proto Man helmet. They're playing. <laughs> Like a heavy metal version of the Mega Man Weapon Select song, you yeah, know, like the very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so. It was fun. It, like I lost my shit all through that concert. I had no idea it was going to be as good as it was. And by the way, like, I, I'm sad that I missed Kynes, the opening. Our friend Kynes is like this uber smooth operator, ladies man. It was <laughs> something. I mean, back me up here, Jim. It was fucking yeah, yeah. incredible. The, I gotta say, it was impressive. I mean, like he, like there was this waitress at um, what was that place? Kings, uh, the, the karaoke deal. Yes. They had probably the most fantastic set of natural tits I've ever seen in my life. And like, <laughs> uh, and, and Jim and I are, like made some half-hearted attempts to flirt with her. And like, Kinds comes up there and just lays it out. Like, look here, baby. You know, this is this. You know, and he just starts like, and she's like, t- kind of into it. And, Ultimately, and, like, that. That didn't go anywhere, but I know where you're going with this story. You're going to talk about the Proto Man, right? Yes, he picked up the lead singer chick of the freaking Proto Man and took her <laughs> Not out. The lead to... singer, that guy's a dude. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, but the lead, the, like, the lead, the lead back, back singer. singer. Yeah, <laughs> there was like two girls, and they're wearing. They're all wearing. Anyone that wasn't a mask had Dave Bowie style face paint on. It was like some glam space opera around Mega Man. It was crazy, but he picked her up and took her out for drinks. He kissed some dude's girlfriend right in front of him. Um, <laughs> I like I, said, I'm like, I'm, I knew I this about. I wonder if he wants us talking about this. I have no idea, but huh? uh, that's. I wonder if he wants us talking about this. No, I, 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 he, he will trust me. He could give a shit. Uh, right. He didn't give a shit there. He's not going to give a he, shit after the fact. But the world uh-huh. is going to hear this, Aaron. The world. Yeah. The world. Oh, well, wait, he'll just his his legend will grow. The legend. All right. So Proto Man was rocking. It sounds like everything in the main theater was was pretty bitching. Yeah, everything was like the main theater theater was the place to fucking be. Yeah, and then so so Proto Man rolls in, and that's the thing that we thought would be the crappy opening band. They roll right into Anna Managuchi, and I love Anna Managuchi. Like I saw them last year at PAX, and it's like what their thing is. They play Mm -hmm. chip tunes. So a lot of bands that play chip tunes, like quote unquote chip tunes, will like play off a synthesizer or something on a keyboard. But these guys use actual video game hardware. Like they're playing these chip tunes off of an NES, off of Game Boys. Yeah, they've got like on the side of stage, what? Nintendo's lined up and yeah. they're using a controller to like select a tune. And then, then yeah, if that's yeah. not awesome enough, this awesome chip tune music, they fucking lay sweet ass guitar and drum tracks right over it. Yeah, and it just the, like yeah, the sound right. of it is so full. Like you hear it in video games, and you're like, okay, this couldn't be cool to to listen to. But like with the guitars and the drums, it just like fills it in, and it makes it sound like a real concert and a real song. It's, it's very- almost it's very Andrew WK ish. If you, in fact, I think they're big fans because they talked about going to his concert at you know South by Southwest. Yeah, um, yeah. but you get that kind of like wall of sound that's super high energy, mm-hmm. like. Not only is it very cool, it just makes you want to get up and move. 
And that's the thing. Like at PAX, not a lot of people are jumping around and dancing and stuff at the concerts. But at Automataguchi, you do. Like you get people. Automataguchi gets you out, around, gets your ass going. Almost like moshing. Like, yeah. It gets that crazy. Yeah. Wow. That'd be cool to throw some of that stuff into the cast. I think. So, oh yeah, we can definitely. And I got the CD uh, Animanaguchi so and I've both. Never heard of them, but uh, heard of Anamanaguchi before. Like I ever. hadn't until last year at PAX, and Same that's where I found them, and I, I love them. And see, Jerry, who is who's Tycho, is a big music lover, and he actually books all these acts personally. Huh. And, and like he said in <laughs> the panel on Sundays, like this is the music y'all should be listening to, and I want to make sure you're aware of it. You know, so he he does an excellent job, and then. Everyone's heard of MC Front a lot, I'm sure. He actually, and not that he's a bad performer, but he's probably my least favorite, which I, I love MC Front a lot, but he's my least favorite because all the others were that friggin' cool. And the other thing about the Front, and I hope someone does hear this because this is a complaint, whoever mixes his show should be tried for war crimes because <laughs> you cannot hear his fucking vocals and his flow, no. which is the whole point over to goddamn music and I, I bought the DVDs of last year's concert that have been remastered and it sounds beautiful so sound guys nice. like lower the levels of the we, we get the we get the bass and we get yeah, the piano we understand we the there are guitars and drums yes the but, sound but we're not there we're not there yeah. to hear Vic 80 and we're not there to hear the other guy we're there to hear MC Frontalot's flow mm-hmm. but even then like his his song about um, it's pitch it's pitch dark you know, oh, about, you are likely uh, to be eaten by a group. Is so yes. much fun. And the other one that he did, he did a do du- like a duet or a quartet with uh, Paul and St- he brought Paul and Storm and Jonathan Colton on stage again to mm-hmm. do the um, like hypochondriac song. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's got the chorus of maybe you're going to live, maybe you're going to die, or you know, or maybe so you, you won't. Guys, and it just it's 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 super. So it's Friday night concerts were freaking awesome. Sounds like you didn't get out of the main theater uh, stage that much day one. Well, actually, at... there's a lot of downtime between the shows in the main theater. There's like two hours between each show. Yeah, so, oh, so really? like because oh, yeah. they got to reset usually, and like so it's like, like we did I mean, keynote. We did, I did the main theme, and then I think I got food, and then I met up with Jim, and we went up to the console free play area. Which let me paint the picture yep. of this giant conference room set up with like 100 TVs and 100 different consoles and this library system where you just go show your driver's license say I want to play this game they give you the game and you go play it yep so really? how extensive is this like how big of an area is this um I'd it's say it's like yeah. 100 feet by 60 feet or something so what if I want to play large. Super Mario Brothers 3 for the original Nintendo you would go to the classic console player. yeah they actually had a separate area just for classic uh-huh. consoles okay, but and they, and they had it. everything there they they even had a Vectrex which I had never actually played before but oh, I was so about cool. <laughs> uh, and so I played like Moonlander on that and I played Frogger and it's basically <laughs> like playing on an oscilloscope. It was some from the seventies that had like a, a controller that looks like something they cobbled together, and probably did at Radio Shack. Yeah, <laughs> I am unfamiliar with an oscilloscope. You'll have to educate. Oscilloscope me. is like something that you you've seen them in the movies. They're like this black screen. It's got like a green wavy line on it. They're like like oh, a heart, yeah. almost like a heartbeat screen. Huh. That's the uh, console. Yeah, the console was based was built off an oscilloscope, and all the it's. 
we got pictures of it. If, if you if you if you don't know what it is, Wikipedia. It's but it's an important part of gaming culture. Yeah, I mean, um, people who it was like four pong came spectrum. out. This shit came out. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically lines, uh, which are vectors. But it's interactive, right? I mean, oh that's yeah, the whole point. You got a controller, and actually, it's ahead of its time because you you're have, not just have, staring at waves on a screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 you hook it up to your chest and you read it's your. Basically, RG. playing a sonogram. It's the original wave race. <laughs> It's like, what is this, Frogger? What is this, Frogger? That might actually be a cool game. That would be a cool game. Because as your heartbeat gets faster and faster because you get more excited and intense, (laughs) then the waves come faster. You can only win the game when you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's an absolute still pond. I I can't make these lines flat. What's wrong? You're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe this. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so what else happened in the middle of the day? Like, I want to know a little bit more, actually, about the keynote address. Like, okay, was, uh, yeah, was yeah. The so, so, so the theme of the keynote was like last the year before the, the last time he did one, it was basically a polemic about Jack Johnson sucks, video gamers Jack aren't reclusive. Uh, Jack Thompson, Jack Thompson, Jack Johnson's uh, a music. Yeah, he doesn't suck. Actually, he plays <laughs> gentle music. Good. He plays gentle surf yeah, music. But um, anyway, he is about like Jack Thompson sucks and how video gamers aren't violent, antisocial psychopaths. And this theme was like, you know what? We won the argument. We've raised millions of dollars for sick kids. Jack Thompson has been disbarred in his home state. He's no longer yes. even a lawyer. Um, and what this is basically, PAX is our home. It's a celebration of geek culture. It is where we, like whether you're RPGer or you're a board gamer or you're a Magic the Gather player or you're a cons- if you're a NES fanboy uh, or a Nintendo fanboy or a PlayStation fanboy or an Xbox fanboy, we're all gamers and we all have this shared culture. And whether you're an old fart like me, like, you know, Will's about to say my age, or you're one of these teenagers, I mean, this is, we're all get together and we're all cool and we all have the same excitement and the same energy and it just he told a lot of funny stories about his old D&D group and yeah like whereas his original in 2007 his original keynote was about uh, like his gaming perspective like our classic yeah. arcades um, the NES stuff like of... that yeah he did um, and this time he talked about as a kid all of his D&D experiences yeah, like he got like when he first got the original edition of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and he also made something which I thought was poignant, and that he said, "My friends that have been my lifelong friends, what are the common thread that is binding this group together? The people I still like from high school, the people I still hang out with, is that we're all gamers, and we're all still gamers, and we all still talk about and play games together." And yeah. he goes, "That's what makes Pack special. It's none of this bullshit. It's none of the panels. It's not." It's the fact that we all get the game together and play games, and that is a magical experience, and it's magical whenever you share it. And, it always and that, that really reinforces this point from his first keynote, which he was talking about how gamers are not antisocial freaks. Exactly. I mean, gamers get together with other gamers, and gaming is a social thing at its core. I mean, you don't yeah, play... Absolutely. I mean, there are single-player games, but the times when you have the most fun, when you make the best friendships, are when you're gaming with other people. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I used to be more of a of a closet gamer, and not in the fact that I wasn't uh, that I was hiding the fact that I enjoyed games yeah. and sheltering that from people, but from the fact that I was usually in a closet by myself playing. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, a lot, I kind of grew up on single player games. I didn't have the internet growing up. I'm not quite as ancient as Aaron, but 
growing <laughs> up, you know, <laughs> the internet wasn't quite as um, easily accessible as it was. Especially well, for one thing, you, the, the Street Valley does not get the internet. It's got a yes. shield surrounding it. That's right. We're kind of like we I, we kind of lived in Hoth, where we had a <laughs> we had an energy shield protecting us from the evils of the internet. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to game, I had to do it single player, and or I kind of miles. <laughs> so when like I grew up this way, where I'm just playing by myself, the very first time I can remember playing a multiplayer game on the internet with other people in my room was on the Dreamcast, and it was Fantasy uh, Star. Star Online. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I have such a fond recollection of that game and why I did enjoy Penny Arcade when they covered it. I thought that was fantastic, because that holds this special place in my heart, because that's the first time I got to interact with other gamers that had the same kind of fervor and passion uh, for gaming as myself. And until then, it was just like, um, I I had an, this rich internal life of playing single-player games, and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Um, yeah. I still, some of my best experiences in gaming have been with myself and computer, uh, uh, or a console alone in the dark with just us, you know, and no supervision. Um, yeah. So, that is still really, really fun for me, but I do understand now that Wow, it isn't like I I thought. You know, gamers, I almost was convinced myself growing up that gaming was an antisocial experience because I experienced it that, that way. Sure, but yeah. in fact, now that I play like a weekly Dungeons & Dragons game, and we just had an excellent session on Sunday when you guys were at PAX, um, where we all interacted and, and everybody was telling the story simultaneously... And you play um, WoW all the time. I mean, and now I play World of social. Warcraft all the time. There's a huge, um, there's a there's a huge uh, community based around that. Obviously, um, it, it definitely is a social and interactive experience. And and to think otherwise, I think is kind of stupid. Yeah, and I just love that that part of his keynote, like, just tied it back to his original speech. And and it must have, I was worried for Will because his first keynote was rightly hailed as being genius, and he yeah. was evident he was uh, abundantly is is evident to me that he was very nervous at the beginning of his talk. Well, I was but, actually following his Twitter feed, and he was talking about how nervous and how like he didn't think he could possibly live up to the 2007 one, and he was freaking out about it. So yeah, yeah, but but within ten minutes in, you forgot about all that. He actually halfway through really got a nice pitch, and it and it was fascinating and funny from there from from about fifteen ten minutes in all the way through. So. And the the end of it was very poignant. I mean, oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. And in I, fact, he and got kind of choked him. up about it. <laughs> yeah, he did a little bit. Um, hmm. But I was going to say I talked to him because they were doing uh, he was doing signings up in the main auditorium. Yeah, you got to meet the you got to meet what old Wesley Crusher. I did. It took like an hour to stand in the freaking line to get up to him, but it was worth it. Um, What what was was he signing autographs or whatever? Yeah, he was signing autographs. He was selling uh, his book, and he was also selling T-shirts, which I wish I would have had the money to buy a T-shirt. It was him, and I think it might have been drawn by the Penny Arcade guys. I'm not sure. but it looked kind of like the Penny Arcade comic with a caption of him saying, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a memorable theme That's from the, uh, the keynote before. Did you just bullshit with him? Or? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I went up, uh, asked him to sign my PAX badge, so I got that, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Got a picture with him. We're both doing the Guardian pose. I don't know if you saw that, Penny Arcade. Iron Guardian. Yeah, the Iron Guardian pose. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I just told him, like, I enjoyed his keynote and said that I, I loved the just the whole talk. It was good. And, and not to worry, because it definitely lived up to the expectations. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, is that pretty much the highlights of day one or anything um, else? I mean, other than the fact that we are, when you go to PAX, like, you're up to 3 or 4 in the morning every friggin' night. True. So that's oh, yeah. one thing because the concerts go to like two thirty. Yeah, it, it closes yeah. at two. Yeah, and they. Um, then you got to get home and you got to settle down and like clean up, you know. Yeah, well, and, and and everybody's excited. I mean, you're getting together and you're talking about what happened. I mean, we stayed up for like an hour yeah. each night. Like debriefing each other, it's like yeah, hey, I was fucking you know, exhausted. Oh, every I forgot time. the highlight is that he thrashed in his first Omega Knight competition. Like <laughs> he took, they took off so well in Double Dash that like the moderator even, and I watched the whole thing. He actually said, "Wow, nice takeoff!" And Gabe and Tycho were right up there at the front watching him, and they commented something about the, the uh, about his blue sparks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike was like, "Wow, lots of blue sparks," and like yeah, that was like blue sparks. His highlight that you know these heroes of his were like, "Wow, you play games well." <laughs> see, the bummer was I didn't get to see his first round of a megathon because I assume that was at the Arcade panel one, right? No, it was afterwards. And I tried to get after- up. Okay. You were doing. You were in the rock band lounge, I think. Uh, I might have been in the Rock like Band Lounge. Yeah. In a different, it looks like that was in Ballroom C, the Omega. It was. It was. Okay. So the uh, idea, then, once again, is that you've got these people selected participating in gaming that's not just a single genre. Right. It's not yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. Like, it could. you could be playing Nintendo DS one minute and playing... Mm-hmm. Jenga the next, or and Atari Twenty Six Hundred, or yeah, or maybe or even a card game, even like knows? Magic the Gathering or something. Pong, yeah. Pong, Pong was one That's of kind the of a cool thing. Like Pong that. was one of the uh, elimination, the final ch- uh, championship rounds at one point too. Huh. Uh, but I, oh, but I was gonna say, um, I didn't actually get to see him in any of his rounds because he actually won the double dash round, um, and he went what on to the second round. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. It's Double Dash, Mario Kart, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then I his second was like round some... was Geometry Wars, and I guess he had never played the game, right? Is that right? right exactly. Yeah, and so what he did, like, you got you got paired up with somebody, so it was a two-on-two tournament, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and his buddy, I guess, had played, but was not, like, really fantastic, uh, but was pretty good. And so what they did is he was going to go out to the game store in the mall that was connected and buy Geometry Wars for the DS, like Retro Evolved or whatever it is, um, <laughs> the version for the DS, just so he could get some right. practice in. Because it's not like exactly the game they were going to be playing, but it's the same thing, right. roughly. Right. Um, but oh. it turned out that they found it in the uh, console room, and they checked it out, and they like occupied a television for like eight hours straight <laughs> playing that. And what's that. funny is, is Kynes, Kynes, if you know him at all, is incredibly competitive in everything he does. <laughs> And this man had not had anything to eat since the night before. And oh, yeah. right now it's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and he's exhausted, and he's sitting down to eat Qdoba with me. 
and his partner comes rushing in and says, I found Geometry Wars. And he, without a word, gets up and says, I gotta go play Geometry Wars. I have no idea if he ate that entire day. Possibly not. <laughs> I know he See, ate a couple of my stuff. peanut butter sandwiches that night, but yeah, that might he have been the only thing. away a couple, but he was like in in, in low in low inner his energon levels were low. <laughs> That's he, actually one of the uh, prerequisites for joining my WoW guild is to not be able eating. To go, low energon uh, days days without food. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just like it's like makes an eater. Not to give me his email address after the show. Give him an in. <laughs> so that, but that's that. That probably rounds up the highlights for Friday. Yeah, and cool. and I mean going right into it, I missed his second round in the morning because it was. I mean, very, it sounds very... like a ton of fun. It sounds like a geek orgasm. I mean, it sounds like a. Just oh. a, a nonstop interactive flood of uh, of of, uh, of celebrating who we are as, as uh, geeks, I guess. That is actually because I mean, we just talked about the stuff in the main theater, and there are like four other theaters, I think. God, that are yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pulling up their schedule right now, and it's totally like you guys didn't mention a single thing about the Wervern Theater, which is three twelve, <laughs> which was where they were hosting. It looks like each ballroom had sort of a theme going on, uh-huh. and it looks like that was kind of the RPG-themed room, because I'm looking at the schedule, and you've got, you know... Well, the first one's not very RP. It's Radio Free Nintendo, a live podcast yes. for grown-ups, um, which sounds interesting, but then you have design, an RPG, and an hour, storytelling in the world of interactive fiction... Bringing up the next generation of geeks, which is kind of open. I wanted be, to see that bad. Yeah, that would be, be great for you guys. Beyond Dungeons and Dragons, uh, future of PC gaming. Um, losing should be fun. That's probably another uh, RPG one. And uh, uh, so it looks like there is a strong RPG theme in that ballroom. Yeah, and that's what I would probably try to hit up. But. It, uh, did you make any of those? No, mentioned? but something epic happened. Um, at a last minute, there's a DVD that was supposed to be playing on that RPG panel, and it didn't yeah. work. So Mike, who is Gabe in the series, who's become a very talented GM and DM in the last couple, ever since he's done the Wizards of the Coast promotion and got into D&D, he hosted it himself. He's like off the cuff for an hour, talked about his experience. That's cool. <coughs> So in fact, that was the topic of the comic strip that they drew on together on Saturday, which <laughs> is a packed cool. tradition. All right, I think that'll just about do it for the show. If you have any questions or comments, or you just want to chat, you can visit our forums at www.baldmove.com. Or send, oh, he got me. <laughs> or you can send us an email at blueyonder@baldmove.com. Or, if you want to reach us by phone, you can call us at 1-800-I'm-a-fucking-moron. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao.